Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Steelers Blitz, baby, which we always love to do right here on Steelers Nation Radio. And for the next couple of seconds, because we always like to record in podcast format, might I add you, but for the next couple of seconds, man, we're going to be talking heavy, heavy Steelers football because there is a new addition to the Steelers family, and you know we cannot wait to talk about him. But without further ado, I'm Arthur Motes, and my partner in crime. My most trusted assistant happens to have a great head of hair, and he goes by the name of Wesley Euler. So without any more wasting of time, talk to me, man. How are you doing? Man, I haven't seen you in forever. I miss you, baby. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy to uh, to have the the crew back together here, the gang back together, and uh, what a good time for us to be able to do this, Mozi, through the the magic of technology because it's it has been a uh, an interesting uh, 48 hours or so here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gotta love it. No, without a doubt, man, absolutely have to love it. I mean, I don't even want to waste time with this thing. So can we hop right in? If that's all right with you, it's a most post day. So I'm going to go ahead and take charge. Roll but as it. a whole, man, we got to react to my man, Larry Joby. Now, we have been seeing all throughout OTAs, all throughout minicamp, the Steelers were sitting at 89 players on the roster once two it had announced that he was retiring. And obviously, people were asking questions. Well, hey, man, who is this uh, 90th player going to be? Is it going to be Wesley Euler? Is it going to be Arthur Motes? Who is it going to be? Who are they bringing out? No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. They went with an option that we had talked about on the show, an option that uh, was a hot commodity early on in free agency. Um, but we went with uh, the guy by the name of Larry Ogunjobi. This is a, he's a five-year veteran, um, played the first four seasons with the Cleveland Browns. His last year was with the Cincinnati Bengals, where he had a ton of success, mm-hmm. had a Sacks, sacks for loss, 12 of them. Oh, and he had a career high in QB hits, 16, all while starting and playing in all 16 games last year. So, I mean, when you talk about Larry, I mean, this is a dude that I'm extremely excited about joining the team. Um, just from a contractual standpoint, uh, the deal is a one-year deal. We're still waiting to see the numbers associated with it. I haven't mm-hmm. seen them just yet, but um, 
in terms of just the initial reaction to it, I think that this is a great pickup, man. I think that he helps this team out immediately, and you have the potential for it to be a long-term uh, successful plan as well, man. But what's your thoughts on Larry joining the squad? Yeah, I, I don't know how you can't, you know, paint this as anything except for good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, to me, Motsi, it is a, a low-risk move. I mean, it's, it's just a one-year deal. And, yes, we all know – the reason that Larry Ogunjobi is still available out there, you know, at the end of June is because he failed that physical with the Chicago Bears um, or else he would be a $40 million man right now and would be locked up uh, in the Windy City. That obviously didn't happen. The Steelers had him in. They're confident enough to give him a one-year deal. And I think it works out well for both parties. You know, for the Steelers, it's another guy to throw into that mix. Yeah, we all feel really good about Cam Hayward. Yeah, we all, you know, feel pretty strongly about Tyson Alualu as long as he's able to stay healthy and, and you know, get back into, into the groove of things. And then there's some other guys there, too. Wormley had a great year. You know, you and I had a chance to talk to Isaiah Loudermilk. He's had the body transformation and all those things and heading into year two. You draft the Marvin Leal. Uh, Adams, who showed some, some flashes at moments last year. You've still got the Davis brothers hanging around. But you know what? I think we all kind of agreed whenever Stefan Tewitt announced his retirement, it felt like you still wanted to add one more to that mix. And you're able to do so with a guy who is still in that time period of, you know, his NFL prime, if you will. I think there's a big difference in a guy coming back from an injury at age 28 as opposed to 34 or 35, right? Um, mm-hmm. so, you, so you still maybe have more faith in his rehab in that regard. Maybe it's one of those things where the first few weeks of the season, he's still trying to get fully up to speed, but second half of the season, he he catches fire and is a huge piece for you. But yeah, my kind of initial reaction, Motsi, was just, I think we all thought it would be a, a good idea to throw somebody else into that mix, to add another dog competing for the bone there. Hey. And, uh, and, and you get it with a, with, you, you get this in a form of, again, a guy who is still at a good age, who just had one of the most productive, if not the the most productive season of his career. Most sacks he's ever had, most tackles for loss. He's ever had almost 50 total tackles. Um, and you also, Motsi, too, get this guy where he's in prove it mode. Right, like he wants to come into Pittsburgh, have mm-hmm. a really good year, be part of an elite defense with Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, reset his market, and then he enters free agency again, still in his twenties, or re-signs a deal with the Steelers, and he's able to get that money that he thinks he was probably deserved this offseason. So you add all that up, and oh yeah, by the way, a guy that's played for Cleveland and for Cincinnati and is very familiar with the division already. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you can, like I said, I, I think the only way to paint this. Is is as a, a good business decision by the Steelers by Omar Khan a a low risk high reward move that you know realistically that's about the best you can ask for this time of year. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with all those things you said right there. And when you talk about him playing for Cleveland and playing for Cincinnati, I mean, this is a guy that was a starter for both parties, was a productive player for both. I mean, you. T- frame 10 for lost both times during that frame 15 qb hits 13 qb hits i mean he was an extremely productive player at both of these locations so when you're talking about bringing larry to pittsburgh now you're not only getting a top tier uh free agent prospect but you're also weakening a division opponent and then in this sense two division opponents because he played at both spots and Cleveland still is working to replace his productivity as well. So that element of it, I absolutely love. And then I know there are going to be some skeptics out there. And I'll say some uh, maybe just 
misinformed individuals that might see the initial report of a failed physical and say, well, man, what yeah, does that, that mean? A little bit more, yeah. Does that mean he's not in shape? Does that mean, you know, does that mean he took a conditioning test and he didn't pass? What does a failed physical entail? So when you're talking about free agency, um, every time you're going to go to visit a team or sign with the team, it doesn't matter how many teams you visited with, each team has their set of doctors. Each team has their get acclimated with you. And it has zero to do with your physical conditioning in terms of, oh, can he run fast? Can he jump high? I think like NFL combine It's the exact opposite of that. It is literally poking and prodding. They're going to pull up your medical history dating back to college. Some might even go back to high school, depending on, you know, how extensive your injury report may be. Hmm. But from there, their x-rays, MRIs, they're having their specialist pull, prod, and just ultimately get familiar with you and see, hey, at this point in time, if we're going to sign this guy to this much money, is he going to be available to us? When is he going to be available to us? What is the risk? What is the reward? Now, for some teams, they look at it and say, well, hey, if this guy isn't ready to go as soon as I sign him, I don't want him. Right. Others, they will take the approach of, well, you know what? We can sign him now and we can wait a little bit. We know he'll get back uh, at some point during this offseason and then we'll have an extremely good player. Others, they take the approach of, well, hey, you know, we'll wait and see. And that's kind of what we did here in Pittsburgh. Obviously, we knew that Larry had the chance to sign with Chicago as soon as free agency started. And the deal was agreed upon in principle, but because he was coming off of a foot surgery, that was why he had the fell physical. Okay, we took the wait and see approach. We know we have an opening now. We could take a flyer on a guy like Larry. And to me, I like this flyer because of the age. The youth is huge. When you talk about a guy being on the right side of 30, as you like to say, and not me, you like to say that, you know, but when you have a guy like Larry who's who's under 30, you just feel like his health, everything shows statistically that, hey, these younger guys, they do heal faster. They can recover faster. Mm -hmm. So with that being the case with Larry, I think that that's a huge asset to why we were involved in this because we weren't the only team that was, you know, looking at him. He was just on a visit, I believe it was to the Jets, I think it was. Sounds, sounds and right, I think yeah. he had another team scheduled as well. So with that being the case, you knew there were other people that had eyes on him, but for us, we just understood that, hey, man, we have an opportunity. This player makes sense. And I think that's why we did it, man. And, and like I said, for me, I like that. But what I did want to ask you, though, was when you talk about Larry Ogan Joey versus the field, in terms of the other interior D linemen who were free agents that were available, we've heard names from Indomitian Sue to Eddie Goldman. You know, we could go down this list of the variety of high-end, low-end, super old kind of young players and for us to go and decide to go with larry what was your thoughts on that in terms of him versus other people that we could assign yeah you know that's an interesting question um feels like nadamakan sue was another one of the big names that was out there that everyone had discussed um i guess my general thought is this we could go through the list. I mean, if you really want to, it's Motos Wednesday, so you tell me. Uh, yeah, yeah, we I can, do want to go through the list. Let's, we can go, let's through, go through the, the list. list. I got time today. I got time today. <laughs> I don't care what you talk about, Wes. I got time today, I and it's my anniversary. Okay, all, oh, that's yeah, right. Happy yeah, anniversary yeah. to you and the oh, misses. Oh, 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 that's oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. T toast the love. Toast eleven, to love. eleven years okay. strong, baby. Hey, make a wish, man. It's our Claypool year. We top three marriages of all time. <laughs> oh no, you did it. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, he did. That's the joke right there. That's the joke. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I'm a, sorry. That was a good one. You, you should have put that in the. You should put that in the tweet. Um, 
Like, we could go through right at all. The, okay, this free agent was available. Would you rather have him or would you rather have Ogunjobi? Every every person that's still available out there right now, whether it be Nadama Kinsu or you want to go on down that list, there's some cons to their pros, right? Correct. That's that's why they're still available in, in late June, whether it be mm-hmm. injury stuff, whether it be performance stuff, whether it be, you know, someone like Nadama Kinsu, who's clearly had an incredible career, but is now, I think, would be 36 years old before this season. Hey, yo, would chill end. out, chill out, chill out. Why you got to say it like that? Yo, I don't like how you said that. Oh, you 36? Yeah, I mean, 36 is pretty old to, to us, you know, us young folks. Us but yeah, folk. yeah, yeah, yeah. Us young folks. Right? I was to say, because I ain't 36. That's, that's on the back end. I ain't on the back end. <laughs> Nah. But, you know, every there, there's a reason why those guys are still available now. Again, injury yeah. stuff, age, performance, whatever it may be. I feel like, let me put it this way. The Steelers, to me, went with the most, the, the, the risk that I would be most confident in. How about that? You know, mm, okay. again, if you're, if you're comparing Ogan Joby's cons to some of the other people who are out there, I will go with a guy who is, yeah, coming off a Liz Frank injury, with which I believe you've discussed here on the show before, is is you know is no light thing. It's a, it's a it's a significant injury. Um, I I still though right. at his at his age at his proven production again, particularly where he was at last year, um, and how well he knows the division, all these different things um, that you don't necessarily need him to be the dude right away week one. Uh, I, I think that this to me is, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure they did. Omar Khan and company had all these conversations of, okay, Stefan Tuitt's gone. We can go to the trade market where we think X, Y, and Z might be available. We can go to the free agency market where we think A, B, and C might be available. Let's weigh these pros and these cons. They obviously had these these similar conversations and dialogue in, in much more detail and in-depth than, than we're going in here on this on this show, on this podcast. I think to me, Ogan Joby is the one that has the risk that you're willing to go with, to roll with, while still having the most potential upside. Like some of these other guys, the Ndamukong Suze, they're phenomenal players, but Ndamukong Suze, where he's at now, is not Ndamukong Suze even three, four years ago. I yeah. think you I think you could convince yourselves that as long as we can get Larry Ogunjobi back and recovered and healthy and give him the time and the structure to do that, this guy could still have his best football in front of him or who, who could still play yeah. at that, you know, what we thought was him hitting his peak last season in that, in that year with Cincinnati uh, at age 27. To me, for all those different reasons, I, I think, you know, you and I, we had this conversation back at OTAs, whether it was, I think, maybe the day after or two days after Stephon Tuitt and the Steelers announced his retirement. Yeah. All right, who you looking at? Who's available? And I think for, for these reasons, you know, Ogan Joby was one who was at the top of both of our lists. Um, and I, you know, I got to imagine clearly how quickly this got done and all these different things, uh, that there was the same way for the Steelers. Yeah, man, for me, man, I, I do share some upside. The upside for Larry is still, you know, t- uh, TBD, right? We're trying to determine how good this guy can be. We've seen him have steady, consistent productivity. We've also seen him have an uptick in their productivity and playing on a top tier team last year with the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. To me, man, when I think of that element that separates him from the field, when we talk about the front end of it, right. The, the first part of it, because yeah, Sue is a beast. Yeah. Eddie Goldman's a beast and all these other guys, we can go down to listen name, but at their age versus Larry's age at their, in terms of trajectory 
of productivity versus Larry. Mm-hmm. To me, that is enticing. I also think of the price point. I say, well, hey, man, yes, a healthy Larry Ogunjobi is going to cost a lot more. But we didn't get the healthy Ogunjobi. We got the one that, you know, when you go to the store and it's like, oh, you can get this can, but the can got a dent, so we're going to take some of the price off. The floor model. That's the the one we got. We got the floor model. But hey, when you open up that can around you, it's still, yeah, yeah, it it still worked though, right? It still works. That's a certain element of risk with that. You're going to have a certain... Yeah, you're going to have certain, certain some concerns and stuff, but at the end of the day, you feel very confident and you feel that, hey, this thing can get the job done. And if it can actually reach its full potential, well, man, we got to steal right here. And that's kind of how I view this move. But I'm really excited because of that. And I also think of, once again, this is Omar Khan showing, you know, just a little bit more of his angle, yeah. his element yeah. of being a little bit more risque, taking some chances in terms of these offseason moves like this. But I definitely like this pickup because of those two things. When you talk about the upside, when you talk about the the, the youth part of it as well, and the money element, I just think that across the board, it makes a ton of sense. But then when we take it to that next step, right, which is, well, hey, most, how does he fit in with this group? Where does he play? Where where is the rotation? Is he the starter? And all these other questions. To me, when Larry is healthy, I think Larry is that starter. I think that he can be that player too. I I don't think you have a a one player that ever replaces Tua just because Tua is a freaky athlete, the size, the speed that he has. But Larry, when you're talking about a a committee replacing Tua's productivity, he's going to account for 75 80% of that productivity especially if he is fully healthy, just based on his tape. This is a guy that can play the run. He can rush the passer. He has the size you can bump him in and play the nose. But I think he's athletic enough and rangy enough that you can have him play a five technique. You can keep him on the fill and sub package. Well, I think that even though he's really good against the run, I think he's a better uh, pass rusher than he is run defender. Hmm. And that's the thing for me when I watch, but I'm just like, he's just an exciting player to watch. Now, does he have flaws? Absolutely. You talk about the discipline in terms of gap discipline and things like that. Eh, you know, he's a playmaker. So with playmakers, they're going to take chances. All right. Yeah, they're going to take sure. chances. But you live with it, especially with the guy like Larry, because he makes more than he misses. So as long as that continues, you're going to love it. And I think that that's what made him so intriguing to the Steelers when you talk about to it being gone now. I, I think that's well said by you. And you know, where my when when you mention all those things too, where where my mind starts to go as well, you, know, you and I obviously, I mean you are the body Arthur Motes here, all right? Uh we we discuss it feels like hey linebacker. Now. We we discuss linebacker play, I feel like, a fair amount on our show, a pretty good amount. We've talked about Devin Bush yeah, a absolutely. lot. Uh, we've talked about Devin Bush a lot over the last twelve months or so. Uh maybe even yeah. maybe even further back than that, honestly. Um, to me, everything that you just described about Larry Ogunjobi and, and, and you get Cam Hayward and we all know what he is. And hopefully Tyson Alualu is, is able to return to form as well too. So many of the issues that we talked about with the linebackers, Motsi were the opposition offensive lineman being able to get to the second and sometimes even third levels just way too fast. And mm-hmm. even, even if. You know, and, and I don't want to go like I don't want to take this too far down a path because it's Mo's host Wednesday, and I know you've still got more stuff that you want to hit on. But like to me, even if even if Larry Ogunjobi is just everything that you just described, 
uh, good at good as a pass rusher, maybe not a, an elite run defender or anything like that, but is at least able to command attention, to hold his blocks, to allow Miles Jack and Devin Bush to operate behind him. I think that alone, you know, could could have a significant significant impact. Maybe you know the the te- the TFL numbers and the pure tackle numbers aren't necessarily there, but I think he's got a really big chance to to just make life easier on Miles Jack and Devin Bush. And that is something that Joe Schobert and, and, and Devin didn't have a lot of last season. Yeah, and when you talk about him potentially having less TFLs, but ultimately freeing up Miles Jack and Devin Bush, we call that impact. Mm-hmm. We call that impact in the game. We say, hey, hey, man, this is a guy that it doesn't always pop up in the stat sheet, but he's a guy that can take over games in a major way. And I think that when you talk about his play last year, when he wasn't double teamed, he was disrupting in the backfield. That's how you get 16 tackles for loss. That's a lot. At the NFL level, that is a lot of tackles for loss for one season. Then towards the end of the year, you know what started happening, West? They start putting two on him. They start double teaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you can get away with that some other D lines. You're not gonna be able to double team no. TJ, Cam, no. and Larry. That's just not how it works. So if he can continue that type of play, which I think he can when he's back healthy, I think he definitely can do that. Without a doubt, it's going to have a positive impact on Miles and Devin. It's going to give them literally free range. If a if an O-lineman is coming up on them in a hurry, that means they can or Larry or DeMarvin Leal or Wormley or whoever else is ultimately getting single blocked, and they should be winning those blocks. They should be disrupting exactly. in the backfield. Exactly. It is that simple. That's how it works. And I was fortunate enough, man, throughout my career, I've played behind some top dodge D lines, and that's how it's supposed to be. If a guy's coming up to block you on that second level, well, that D line better be making that tap because that means they're single blocking you, and they should never be able to single block you. Should not happen. Now, if they're going to double team, well, now it's on me. I got to get down here and make them play. But you got to make that offense determine what they want to do. And that's what I feel like Larry will bring to this table. And that will, I mean, it should. I I feel like with Miles, I'm not worried about it. I'm I'm very confident that Miles taking advantage of it. Devin, that's the one we're going to see. Can he he get back to form? You know, can he tap into that potential? Can he, you know, really thrive behind this new revamped D-line? Because Mm -hmm. it is setting up perfect for him, man. No, it it 100% is. And, you know, you and I, I think we were very clear of that last year. We... We laid out a lot of the the rhyme for the reason for the struggles of the linebackers. Like we talked about how Joe Schobert didn't get there until late. You know, we, we talked about how Devin Bush, not only was he coming back from the injury, he's got his defensive lineman out in front of him. He's got his position coach, Jerry O, missing time due to the tragic passing of his wife. I mean, there was a lot going on with those two last season, certainly. But this year, that's all out the window. You know, Devin Bush now has had ample time to recover from that knee injury. Miles Jack, he's been here throughout OTAs and minicamp and will be there for all of training camp and all that. Those guys aren't trying to jump on a moving train together. They bought a ticket and they've got time at the train station to get on that thing comfortably and then and get all the steps to get on that train and, and, and find their uh, find their seats and all that good stuff. Uh, Brian Flores is in the mix is now too. Another mastermind uh, of coaching, particularly on the defensive side of the football, a guy that Every single one of these dudes that you and I talked to for those three weeks throughout OTAs and minicamp say that this this guy's an NFL head coach. It's like having another head coach on our staff here. For all those reasons combined, yeah, I mean, you 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 have to be excited about this defense. I think particularly that defensive front, um, 
that that struggled at times last year. We don't have to sugarcoat it. They were always able to get after the quarterback, and because of that, they were able to disrupt games, and that word that you use, even where they didn't have their best game statistically, they were still able to find impact. But man, now if, if they can just get all those kind of different pieces moving in the right direction, have that just, you know, everything work, that complementary defense working together. Yes, um, yes. That, that's, that's when this, this unit has a real opportunity to take off. And, you know, again, I think you said it well too. Stephon Tuitt was, I mean, on his day, he was one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. Um, and I don't know if Ogan Joby's ever really quite hit that level, but this this feels like you know realistically about as, as about as excited as you can be for a replacement, you know, without the Steelers going out and making some huge splash trade or something like that. Correct. Yeah. No, without a doubt, man. And man, it's just so many angles and so many layers to this conversation. I don't want us to rush it. So we're gonna go to break right now. But when we come back, man, we're gonna finish talking about this because obviously. We got to talk about what is his role, right? Is he starting? Also, we know that he happens to have a little bit of history with the player uh, on his team, man. What does that we dynamic look like going forward? So we're going to address, yeah. So we're going to have to address all of that when we come back in segment number two. But as you already know, man, this is Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.